Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV. Chris and Bill Tenney Britton here today to talk about why church growth tools aren't growing your churches. Mm, imagine, my goodness, how many church growth tools have you tried lately? Or at all over the, over uh, the scope of your career. Yeah, you know, I was trying to think how many have I tried? I've gone to workshops, I've tried the right curriculum, the right Bible, the right Bible version. Uh, what else is out there? The White oh. Christian Education Program. And, and I mean, we have literally bookshelves. And, literally. And in fact, our, the largest portion of our library is church growth stuff, you know, church growth tools. I, I go all the way back to Donald McGavran um, and yeah. his original, I mean, that's the, the first real church growth book yeah, that's out exactly. there. And, and we have you know, so many old resources, new resources. We keep up to date with resources. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, that's how we came to know Bill Eason, right? Through his exactly. books, through his resources. Right. Back Net there, Net you know, Results in magazine. that, right? And, Net, I mean, that's oh, really where, yeah, that's really wow. Where we connected with Bill. Yeah, exactly. And we went to all the workshops that were, that were connected to those. And we write resources, right? Yeah. I mean, we make tools, write tools. Right. You, right? Okay. Yeah, we do. And, and, and yet... The vast majority of those tools in the vast majority of churches aren't doing the job. Now, no. the problem, probably, isn't the tool. The tools work if, if you use them right. <laughs> the reason I'm giggling is I'm thinking about tools. And the other day I was trying to screw something in, but I didn't have the right screwdriver, so... Um, I was knocking it in, and I figured if I use my little hammer, and then I might be able to screw it in. I, you know, I I had a good tool that worked for hanging the pictures, but sure as heck didn't work for getting the little screws. <laughs> I got no, screws on a nail, yeah. But but I mean, but that, right, that's a, just a right. great I mean, metaphor. Exactly. I mean, when 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 this is the problem, and all we have is a hammer, you know, every we approach every problem like it's a nail. Or we're too or lazy screw. to go up there and get this silly old screwdriver right, right. that will work. Exactly. And right. and a, in church growth tools that are devoid of some sort of a strategy, right. you know, that they just don't work. Imagine standing in a vacant lot. And there's a foundation poured, so let's leave that part out. Right. But there's piles and piles of lumber and, and boxes or cans. I always use the old um, uh, the coffee cans to put my nails in. Oh, but she does. whatever, you know. And, and, you, and you have a hammer and a thing of nails, and that's what you have. And you know that the outcome is you want to build a house. What's next? And, and that's what happens with our church growth tools is we have, we have our hammer and we have a screwdriver and we have you know, everything in front of us, but we don't really have a plan or a path or more, most importantly, a strategy 
to put the tools into place so that we can get the outcomes we want. And so we just try this or that. Right. Well, and that's that lure of the, the shiny, right? The shiny syndrome. And I'll tell you, I was really guilty of this. Oh, and, we both have been guilty well, over the years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that you you go to a great seminar and and you want to incorporate what it is. And so what what do you end up doing? You go to lots of seminars. You make sure if you're a pastor who gets to have continuing education funds, you want to make sure that you have enough to go to a number of different workshops so that you can try that. And then you come back and wow, you're going to do this. I find this all the time oh, yeah. with ministers that I coach and and I tell tell some of you, I tell you, do not use anything different. Do not try anything different until we talk because too many pastors will go even every month or they'll get something in the A mail, and, right? And that just looks perfect. And, and next thing you know, you're out on a, on a different limb. You end yep. up on a limb. Yeah. Okay. So well, an example, text in church, great company. Really, and, and, and it does wonderful stuff. Shout out. But I cannot tell you how many pastors I've talked to who have saw, they saw their ads, they, they read, the, read their materials, saw the promotional videos, said, man, that's what we need. That's going to do. And then they get text in church. And text in church is a great follow-up tool. It's not a great invite people to church first time tool, but, but they, they use it and that becomes their strategy for follow-up, and then they don't understand why the visitors aren't coming back, and then et cetera, et cetera, because they're not using it with the strategy. It was it was shiny, they saw it new, they grabbed it, and you know, and it, it's, it's just a tool over here, a tool over here, well, a tool over there. Well, it's I'm shiny. gonna bring it home. Yeah. I'm gonna really bring this home every week. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, well, no, every oh, week okay. you offer a different, uh, a different resource to- uh, On my Facebook On group. your Facebook group, right. in yep. your Facebook group. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and every single week. So there, and even it's out there in Facebook, not just in your Facebook group, if I'm remembering, right, right, Facebook, right, right how to right. get more visitors, I know is one, uh, the get more time, time resource, right? So you've got how many of these right 26. now? 26 of them. And we have people, you have people right. that almost every week is ordering or they order right, that resource right, right. or or it may be that they see something and they order it every couple three weeks right, right? so they they want that or once a month and then i go back and i'll i'll look and i'll see that someone has over the course of a year uh, you know, downloaded six or seven resources. Or more. <laughs> or more. Okay, but I, I, right, I, right, right, I just right. want to stay with that right. because we are not a complaining. We are so grateful. Right. I mean, we they're free because we want those in your hands. So so please hear that. The, it's like church talk. The, right. I mean, same deal. Right. But, you know, but, but. but the problem becomes when you are not using them or adapting them for your congregation and needs, and honestly, and in a strategy right, that is that has a, a forward motion, right. forward and, progress. And I get concerned because I hear what pastors will say about other other resources, right? Other other resources. Right. I get concerned that they'll say, you know, the effective church group or church talk. It doesn't have anything relevant, or or it doesn't work. And the problem is. It's the tool that's not working, and and it may be because you don't know how to use it, 
or you're using the wrong tool. That's why we tell you, make a call, like set up an appointment so we can have a conversation with you to talk about how we can, you not how we can use it, how you can use that successfully and effectively in your setting. That's right. When a, a mechanic, a car pulls into the garage, the mechanic has a chest of tools. You know, they don't use them all. They use the tools that are needed to get the job done for that particular vehicle, for that particular problem. And, they have, and they're used strategically. You're going to use, you know, the impact wrench first to remove the valve cover or whatever. It's been a long time since I worked on cars. And, you know, then you're going to use, you know, the spring release tool to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, but listen right. to what you're saying. You have to be a mechanic or someone who knows, right, even if it's a Saturday afternoon or evening or a whole weekend, a uh, mechanic to know what you're doing, right? To or, get or, what that is. Or find and, a good YouTube video. Right. Okay. <laughs> and you do YouTube videos. I'm trying to bring this back, <laughs> right? Yeah, right to, to what we're talking about, church tools and how we are resources and how we can be resources. And, and um, hopefully that you'll take us up on, on our offer to, to be of resource to you beyond just a bunch of tools, right. which I, I, we need to, you know, of course, be moving on here. And so that's to talk about so, the... So, so the number one, the number one problem with church tools is the shiny syndrome. We, the lure of the new. We try this, we try that, we try this, we try that. And there's no cohesive strategy to put them in place, and so you're kind of spinning your wheels. So that's that's the first that's sure. the first one. Go ahead. Okay, and the second one is the inconsistent application, which basically I think that's what you were talking about when you talked about text in church. No, actually, I'm no, not. no, okay. no, no. Okay. okay. The inc the inconsistent application syndrome, which is a big long word, is you know if you if you're inconsistent with your tools with using your tools. I try this this week and try this that yeah, week okay. or three right. weeks whatever. You're going to get inconsistent results. Right. Um, I, 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 was I learned this about this, this particular syndrome from a marketing seminar. And the, the guy stood up and said, listen, if you have inconsistent marketing, you'll have inconsistent income. And I said, oh, that makes so much sense. And then I thought, how's that work in the church? And here's how it works in the church. If you're inconsistent in this tool, this tool, this tool, you're going to have inconsistent results. I, I talked with a pastor just last week who I said, you know, how, what's your first time visitor count? How many first time visitors do you get? Um, on a month, and he got he got to thinking, and he said, "Well, I got three or four last year, and three or four households last year." And it's like, okay, we need a strategy for increasing first-time visitors. And this guy's tried all these different tools, but he doesn't have a strategy for making it move forward. He's inconsistent in his application. <laughs> and I want to tell you, if you think we're talking about you, maybe we are, but it, you're not alone. And because you didn't talk just to one pastor last week about right. that, there were different pastors, several pastors who said that. So I, I want to bring that home. You're not talking about one particular pastor in maybe you're thinking of one but there were several uh several pastors so i mean that is part of too the shiny and the inconsistent and and actually what you're talking about with text and church is kind of the same if you're not using that and and using it as you're supposed to be you are going to use facebook perhaps 
right? Social media and you want people to respond. But if you're not there with having the conversations with people, not right. using, using that, I'm really quite honestly notorious about that. My Pray Pals ne network, I say, okay, I'm going to post about every day. And then I realize, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't, I haven't even checked my, to see my, if my, anybody checked my it My business with me. coach last week uh, just admitted, he said, listen, he looked at me and says, you're the social media king for, for, for what you're doing. He says, I, I, I just, I'm not consistent. He says, I want to be, but he says, I just, it's not a priority. And it's, to be fair, it's not a part of his strategy. Right. And so the reality, if it's not a part of your strategy, don't spend a lot of time, that doesn't mean no time, yeah. but don't spend a lot of time trying to develop it because if you have a strategy, you know, on, and this is my strategy, then if you can stay laser focused on that and everything plays in that. We're going to talk about strategy in a minute, but I, we do need to talk about why the tools don't work. <laughs> and so shiny syndrome, inconsistent application of the tools. And last, or the, yeah, the last one that I want to, is the, the cloning I love syndrome. this one. Okay, here is my perfect example that comes from me. All right. Okay, I mean, and but I know y'all are going to recognize this. Back in the mid-90s, Willow Creek, I'm not sure how, how uh, old Willow Creek was in the mid-90s, but I do know this. They were starting their Willow Creek Association, yep. and, and they were just starting. I mean, it ha wasn't officially, well, we were there, not there at Willow Creek, but we were there for the advent of the Willow Creek Association and wanting churches to become part of that. Um, and we WCA went churches. Right. And we went to Willow Creek, right. and it would have been 97, I think, because we were getting ready to start. Uh, we were going to be starting a new church, but and we'd heard all about it. And we went up there, and we're still in rural Kansas, and where there were how many? I mean, there weren't even were there two hundred people in town. There were nineteen hundred people in the in the county, and two million cattle in the county. Right, there were more cattle. The, I remember that the Prairie so Hay, well. yeah, Prairie Hay <laughs> capital. But I think there may have been two hundred people or so in in the town. Right, so. So we're having trouble getting people, you know, on a big basis. Not that there's a big base to, because it was a heavily churched community at that time. I mean, relatively right. speaking. Uh, anyways, so we, so always looking for new strategies. And we had learned that in the years prior, right? The five years prior when we were working with it, uh, working with church in, in Georgia and, and we had all kinds of tools. They weren't really translating. And so we go to Willow Creek and oh my gosh, they have got resources, things that they're using. So we buy them good little bit of resources out of their book. Uh, their bookstore, bring them back. Well, we're going to try this and we're going to use yeah. that. And guess what? What works in a thousands of members in a church does not work in about a church eight, that eight, has about 125 yeah, about people. About 18,000 people at that point, as I recall, that they were bouncing towards 21,000. More people and, than in our county. And, and, and it, just because it works somewhere, like South Barrington County, which right. is where or Willow Creek is, town. doesn't mean that it's going to work in Yates Center, Kansas, or Seattle, Washington. Or Columbia, Missouri. Right, exactly. Right. So wherever you are, just because... But there's, there's another clone issue, you know, cloning syndrome. You know, hey, let's try that because that works there. There's another one. And that is the cloning syndrome of what worked then ought to work now. You know, that what wow, worked once upon good. a time yeah. and saying, you know, let's, let's... You know, once upon a time, people came to... I, I love this, you know. Church after church that I know, they say, let's do movie night. That, that'll bring people in. 
And so they, they go out and pick their favorite Disney movie or some family movie along those lines, and they invite the community, and then one or two show up, the church members show up, and one or two people show up. And maybe some of their friends. It only maybe. One, only ones that they've been personally invited. Right, that's and what I'm saying. Into. That's what but, I'm saying. But it doesn't bring in a whole lot of unchurched crowd. Right. And they go, wow, that, why doesn't it work? Well, you know, once upon a time, the only way you got to see a Disney kind of family movie, whatever, was to go to the theater. You would, you'd leave your house and go. And, you know, and your TVs were, you know, this big, whatever. And so going to a, a church that had a bigger TV and all that, that was kind of cool. That was really worth Today, literally, I mean, the, the statistics are 50% of every uh, American household that has children, elementary school children, has a, 50% of them, has a Disney uh, Plus subscription. Wow. And... These are people who are able to go and you know get their jammies on and gather around in the in their living room with their popcorn and watch their 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 movie in the comfort of their own home and the kids are right there for bed and all that and so the church says let's let's get them to come why would they come they don't know you they they they, they can see the movie for not free because they're paying for Disney Plus but they can see the movie at their house. And the kids are ready to go to bed and all that. It's like in the heat or the air conditioning, right? And, right. And, and they don't have to go out. And they, when you know when it's done, there you know, it's it's not convenient and it's not conducive. And so the family movie night idea, which worked back in you know twenty years ago, it doesn't work now. And so we have to find new. We have to find different. The the whole cloning syndrome of what used to work ought to work now. It just doesn't. And those tools. They either need to be scrapped or repurposed. Right. Okay. So I do have to say, though, that works for some churches. I mean, it is about where, where you're using it. But I know of churches, not many. I know of a I know, couple I know, of churches. I know that's, zero. That's okay. Right. But where they are getting people, it's about, about creating an experience. But as I'm saying that, that's not about because they marketed it. It's because it they were able to create an experience that they were excited about that comes. Because I think about drive-in theaters, right? Drive-in movies and how they're not, not many people come to those anymore, right? They're closing right and left or converting Closed, them yeah, into, I mean, yeah, they're converting them. But I mean, our kids will travel, that's it. Our, our kids will travel to to a drive-in because of the experience right. and the kind of stuff that you do. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Right. Okay. Again, that, I, I, I don't again, know, I don't you know talk any more, churches. That's right. That's working, okay. But, you talk right. very definitively, and I want to leave open for people who may be yeah. saying, yeah. hey, yeah. there it is. Okay. So tools, and again, what we're trying to get to with all of this, is that some of this is why the, your tools are not are not growing well, or your the, church. Or the things you tried. Well, that doesn't work. It, you know, I've, I've tried that. It didn't work. Well, be, they, it's because, yeah, they, they, they probably would have worked, could have worked. Can work. It can what work if you work it as part of a larger strategy. And that's the solution. The solution is, is if, you're, if you're going to use church growth tools, if you're going to grow your church, if that's your objective, right. you're going to make new disciples, more disciples, etc. then you need a strategy. In fact, it turns out you actually need four strategies, and one strategy is get people in, inviting, connect with them, retain them, 
Third, disciple them and send, return them back to the community as neighborhood missionaries. So they Those, can bring more people And you have a strategy in. for each one of those to happen. So we're just talking about the invite strategy, if you will, in this, in this uh, episode. We're talking about how do you get people into your church or at least into the sphere of influence, whether it's into the worship service or into a relationship, a conversation with you. Um, but generally, most of us, we want the, the pews full. And or the chairs for as the case may be. So we're we're talking about this invite strategy. How do you get people in there? What's the strategy? And we keep trying this tool, this tool, this right. tool. When in fact, what we need is a strategy, and then to de deploy the correct tool that will achieve that strategy. So I, I want to talk about introduce you, if you will, to or, or we want to talk about. Yeah, sorry, yeah, five different strategies. There's probably dozens of strategies. In fact, I'm sure there are. But I want to talk about five that I've heard. Some of them very recently. Um, and, and, and they all, and I don't think all of them work, <laughs> but they're all, they're all a part if, if you leave them to by themselves. But in any event, let's, so let's, let's talk about these strategies. Yeah, okay, and that's what you said, I don't think, and just to make not a corrective at all, but to be clear on your self-corrective, is that they can work, one of them not, not One of really. them not so much. Yeah. But they're, they're components um, together, but you've got to be clear on how you're using, what part it is. You can't use any of these individually. Well, so the first one that we hear a lot is, I'm going to leave it up to God. Yep. I'm All just the gonna, time. I'm just going to, you know, it, 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 and they, they quote the verse, if the Lord doesn't build the house, then, and, you know, those verses, you know, it, it's, God, it's, it's God's church, God will do it. And, and and don't get me wrong. There, that's there. That, there's a lot to say for that. God may want to close your church. So you know, <laughs> I, I mean, really. Yeah, I, well, there yeah. are unfaithful churches that no, no, yeah, I, I won't believe. Argue. I won't argue. Right, that. God wants and needs. They just need to close. Okay. Then, okay. So, so be that as it may. All right. right. So, but but there there are those who there's there's church growth strategy is it's God's church. We're going to leave it to God. So we're and we're going to pray. And we're going to pray. We're That's going to pray what? and ask God to bring the, the, the harvest. The problem with that is, <laughs> A, is number one, um, how's that working for you? If that's really the only strategy you're deploying, um, and, and and the reality is, is, as I've done some research, it doesn't work for well, you because the Great Commission is about feet going out, and you can't do one without the other. I mean, and, and you shouldn't be doing one that you 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 better be bathed in prayer. Well, yeah. In terms yeah, yeah. of to, in going out, so we're not right. we're not saying prayer doesn't work. What we're saying is... It's a key component. You have to yes, do it. It is. It is. You know, and you were talking this morning about a passage you really love. I, I know. Well, yesterday morning, I don't know. It just, it was what came to me. And it was about, uh, uh, you know, praying for workers, right? Yeah. Because the, the harvest is plentiful. And I've and I think I've that's either Matthew, Matthew 9 or Luke 9. Yeah, it's I, one of those two. Yeah, I don't know why, because the Lord gave it to me, I'm sure, for today. That, that what you're doing, he's already given the harvest, right? right? I mean, it's already there, the fruit, the veggies, they're ripe for picking. Although notice somebody has to go pick them. Right. Well, that's the whole deal. What are you praying for? You're praying for workers. You're praying for, right. for being part of that workmanship. It's not your, right. I'm just going to pray for God to give us, give us the yield, right? Give us right. the harvest. The Lord has already right. given it to you, my right. friends. You just got to get out there and Pluck it and pick it. Which is what, what I love about that passage that you pointed out is that if you look at that passage and remove the chapter, because those chapters are randomly put in there, I mean, really, truly. Oh. And in, in Matthew 10, Luke 10, both of them, actually, yeah. they, they, Jesus says, pray for workers, pray for workers. 
And then in the next breath, he says, and I'm sending you. In other words, you're the answer to the prayer. <laughs> get off your blessed assurance and get out there and make disciples. I'm going to send you from village to village, and I want you to you know, and do this and this and this. It's, it's about going. So the, the strategy of leaving it up to God, well, you ought to leave it up to God in terms of you ought to be praying as if it all depends on God, because it does. But you better work like it all depends on you. Yeah. Because it does. Well, God depends on you to do the work. Right. Well, and to z- z- you know, zero in, if you will, hone in on, on that vision is, okay, God, where is my harvest field? Right? right. When you've prepared them or prepared that person, prepared those people, where are they? Show me where that, that is. But you've got to be building your people, right? Preparing them to be part of that. Now, that takes which, which us to a, a whole, second. Which is a whole different uh, episode. Right. Which <laughs> takes us to a second strategy, and that's to have our members yeah. invite, right? We're depending so, on our members right. to invite. That's the strategy. Our members are get out okay. there and invite people. So we do things, uh, you know, we have big events. We have small events. We have uh, everyone invites somebody to church on, on Sunday, but it's all about our members of inviting. And we've talked about this before, how, you know, everybody probably invited everybody they know we can be real creative and people it, it just doesn't work in and of itself but 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 but, but it's a strategy that churches use a lot we're going to we're going to depend on our members to invite. now here's the deal is if you can get your members to invite if you have tools that will will make that happen and and because it can happen don't get me wrong it can happen you can use that as your as your core strategy but you're going to have to be very specific in picking which tools work to get our members inviting. It's it's not a horrible strategy, but it is a strategy. And if you put all your eggs in that basket, and that's what you're doing with the strategy, you're saying, this is where, and, and I'm going to take the this tool This is how here. we're going to do this it. Is right. the, 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 yeah, the, and this is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. I'm going to take this tool because this works here. And I'm going to take this tool. Now, I'm not going to use that tool because that tool doesn't work in this strategy. You're going to choose the tools, and then, of course, you're going to be consistent so you don't have the inconsistent syndrome, and away you go. So members inviting is one, is a marketing strategy, or not marketing, it's a strategy, which I got marketed in my head. Right, go that's for strategy it. number three, right. which is a lot of churches, they choose to use a strategy of marketing. Now, don't get me wrong, you can do marketing, and I've told churches all the time, you give me a big enough marketing budget, I'll fill your, I'll fill your pews every single week until your marketing budget runs out. You give me a million dollars, I can fill your pews. Guaranteed, no problem, I'll fill them with that kind of market. The problem is, is they won't, when the marketing dries up, they won't be back because it takes more than marketing. But marketing done well can bring in, and, and a lot of churches say this is our strategy, we're going to spend our time and our focus on marketing. And again, it, it, the problem with marketing, I think, is yeah. right now we're, we're marketing a product the vast majority of people don't want. Right. Go well, ahead. And, I mean, we're pretty much marketed out, right? Again, it, that's the strategy, and I want to keep coming back, that that can be, can be part of a bigger strategy. And well, it, it, it becomes, at that point, it's not a strategy, it's a tool. It's a tool for the right. strategy. That's good. That's good. Yes, it's a tool. Well, and another tool, if you will, is reputation. No, no, that's not, no we're going to come that's, back. We're talking okay, about strategies. Go ahead. Okay. Talking about All strategy. Right. A, a bigger strategy is built reputation building. Yeah. You know, you can build, you can say, here's how we're going to get people. We're going to build our reputation in the community. We're going to become well known for whatever the signature whatever. ministry, youth ministry, or music and ministry. They'll just come. Or, and, and they'll come. And 
You know, I, I have a story I tell all the time about being in a church in Indiana, and I went to the Hardee's across the street from the church on a Sunday morning and said to the, the folks there, I think, I'm thinking about going to that church. What can you tell me about it? That was the church that I was doing a consultation with. And no one in the building, and I talked to everyone who was there, no one knew anything about the church. But everyone, which was wild, everyone invited me to another church that only one of the people had ever been to right. because they had, this church had this huge reputation. Right. And so if, you, if your strategy is to build reputation, again, it's a strategy that can work. But, you know, you have, it takes a lot to build a reputation. But if that's the strategy you're going to use, then, you know, again, this tool will help us build our strategy. This tool will help us build our strategy. And that becomes the, the guiding strategic plan that you're putting together. We're going we're gonna to build our reputation in the community so people say, oh, I need to go to church. That's the church well, I need to go to. And, and that's a tricky one. I know we got to move on. And, and I, but I haven't talked about this example before. We did a, did a consult, consultation for a church, and we did the question, you know, the standard question, what can you tell me about the church up the street? And I was at a hotel and asking in the lobby, and someone said, wow, I don't know. And they asked somebody else, somebody else, and, and there was a, a bellman uh, that was there, and he said, well, and, and the church is a block down, right? And just a it's block right there, down. Right. And, and, and this hotel, was there emergency backup? Like if there was a problem, they were going to evacuate to, the, to this hotel. And the guy said, well, I think, I, I, I think they do something with the homeless, which they didn't, because there on the side, there's this statue, and it's, it looks like it might be this homeless person with a dog. Like maybe you've seen that, and the man's got his hands out. So it's like a bank. You can put money into it. And I told him, I said, well, I haven't seen a statue there. So we made a point to go out and to go find this statue. It is not a homeless person with a dog. And there's no dog there. There's no place to put money into. But that they thought that was what their reputation for this person was. So anyways, you just, if you're going to rely on your reputation, it's, you got to be careful your reputation, but please don't rely on your reputation because it's an, it, it is not an effective strategy. Well, it can be. Well, it, it's part. It's a tool. Right, I would but, say that. It's a tool, again, not a... each of these are strategies, and each of these can be, a, can be effective strategies Ooh. as your primary. I don't think they're as effective as they could be. Which is kind of the point because the last one that I'm going to talk about. Right, I know. This is, I, I think, the, your the, favorite strategy. This is my favorite strategy because I, I see it work. Right. And I see it work a lot and that's more. networking. You see yeah, it see working, working more. more often, most often. Yeah, How about most we'll often. say it that right. way? Yeah, most, most often. often. The, the, the strategy deployed of we're going to, we're, what we're going to do is network with the community. We're going to get the pastor out and the pastor will be the face of the community. We're going to get the members out at events and whatnot and helping to be faces of the congregation. We're going to go out there and we're going to build relationships. Networking is about building relationships. You go out and build, you know, you start off with as acquaintances and you build into friendships. And as you build into friendships, it, it opens up opportunities to invite people into the congregation. And it's a, it's a good, viable strategy. Now, just real quick, because I know- Yeah, I know we are like so out of okay, time. Okay, so here, here's, here's what the point of all this, is that whatever strategy you use, it cannot really be devoid of those others, it, 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 you're, here's, a cho- here's your strategy. And I guess, like you said, reputation building becomes a tool in this. So, so if we're gonna do networking, 
you know, we're going to go out and build, build relationships. We're going to network with the community. We're going to leave our church and get out there. And, okay, we're going to build a reputation. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to, we're going to use some events. We're going to do some church events to help build our reputation and get the word out. And we're going to do some marketing. And the whole point of the marketing is to how do we network? But everything is put into this, this river of strategy. That is, how does this move us forward with this strategy instead of this tool, this tool, this tool. It's being very selective with the tools and deploying those tools carefully to get accomplished what your outcome is using this strategy. And that's and the reason your church tools aren't working by and large are because you don't have a strategy. You need yeah, a strategy, thank people. You. you need a strategy. And, and again, I'm not sure that it matters. I guess it does matter. But you can choose any, well, three, uh, four out of five oh. uh, of those strategies, and you can make them work in different contexts. But choose your strategy, and then that's where you deploy your tools to make it work. Because, you know, all these strategies have worked in the past. All these strategies will probably work again in the future sometime in the right context. Okay. But the key is choose it, work it. Well, and if we have more time, I'd be willing to venture that those strategies we've been talking about are actually tools for networking. I, you know, and again, I just, I, I want to toss that out there, that those, each and of themselves is a tool they, they, that, they, they that are part of the networking right. strategy. And for reputation in my, uh, in my five measures of church growth, so not just about butts and seats and all that, the baptisms even, or any, any of that, part of it is your reputation right. in, the, in the community. So that's a measurement, you know, and, and again, it is, it's, and that measurement is, is also a tool. You know what? Are we out of time? You, we are so beyond out of time. All right. Hey, it's good to see you. We'll see you Thanks next week. Thanks for being with you.